The Conquest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. This episode was produced by Cabby Productions. I am recording now. All right. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to The Conquest of Bliss. I am here once again with Tyler, Tyler Hoagland. I don't know Hello. if all, y- all y'all remember him and his <laughs> amazing music and the fact that we lost half the audio. So here we are again. Um, so uh, we uh, we don't have a plan, as is the use, but I am stoked as hell to talk anyways. Yeah, um, I'm down for so it. How are you today, Tyler? I'm good. I'm good. Um I spent like an hour trying to get the recording stuff ready this morning because I had to use a different program. So and I was unsure of how to use it. So because I, I, I'm used to Pro Tools and now I'm using GarageBand because GarageBand is less like intense on the computer. So I'm trying that and we'll see. Hopefully we, we I'm, I'm sitting here. See. I'm watching the GarageBand actually like shows the audio like it like follows as Pro you Tools record. Doesn't? Well, like it doesn't follow it. Unless you, oh. I don't, there's something you can turn on to do that. I've never bothered, <clears throat> but GarageBand's doing it so I can see that it is recording. So if for some reason it stops, I will know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and honestly, I think at this point, if anyone is following to this, it's I think the 19th or the 12th. Well, actually, I don't know. I have so many interviews lined up. I have no idea when this is going to come out. But like, this is like the lots of episode, you know, episode. I, I'm episode. good at words. Um, <laughs> I'll work real goodly. <laughs> it's been, it's been, you know, it's been a while. I think at this point, people must be used to just whatever happens is what happens. We capture what I can. And, oh, I'm a closed messenger. See, I capture things like Alicia Cell messaging me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Alicia's going to be on next week. You, oh, you. sweet. Alicia's great. Um, I love Alicia. Oh, she is just the most fantastic human. And apparently when I first asked her, she said yes. And I just like took it as a no. So yesterday, <laughs> yesterday she, she's texting me. Do you want to be on a podcast? Yeah. I guess oh, I'll sucks. never have okay. you on. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, so she messaged me yesterday. She goes, by the way, you know, whenever you have like a topic or whatever, just let me know. And I was like, wait, you'll be on my podcast? And she's like, yes. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And I've got oh, I've got an interview tomorrow with some random sorry, I'm I feel like I'm bragging, but who the fuck cares? Um I've got I've got this <laughs> interview with this random guy. So okay, this is a weird story, but I was on the internet as one is, doing <clears throat> internet things. And mm-hmm. I um I came across this article and it was how to live a magical life. And it's like just like it's like this super cool article full of like, you know, it's just about happiness. And then I like click on the guy's name and he's got tons of articles. He's like, and a lot of them are around this topic. Um, And it's like, it was like a, a, I can't remember what magazine it was because I'm really, really good at preparing. And, and so I was like, you know what? And I just like found the dude on Facebook, messaged him. And I was like, Hey, you don't know me, but I read your article. Do you want to be on my podcast? He's in the Netherlands. And he's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so now I have an interview with a random guy from. I'm so excited. I wonder if uh, 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 our friend uh, Renee knows him. Oh, he <laughs> the must. Netherlands can't be that big, right? Um, well, this guy's in Amsterdam, and I know Renee. I don't know where Renee lives. I know I don't think it's Holland. <laughs> That's a province. Well, he, he's in. I, I who knows? The Netherlands is the country, and then Holland's a province, and then Amsterdam is a city. Yes. He he could be anywhere. You could tell me he was anywhere in the Netherlands, and I would be like, "That oh, sounds right." Oh, he lives right. in Alkenclue. Uh, yeah, I'm not, good good <laughs> I'm not good at making up. Alkenclue. Yeah. Sounds, yeah. Sure. Sounds Dutch. Uh, <laughs> that works for me. Renee, I'm sorry if you're listening to this, which I doubt you are. But if you do, I am sorry. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think of the Fade to Grey guys, the only person that I've had, I think, I know, I know that the only person I've had on from FDG is uh, Chris, because we did a linguistics podcast episode, which was exciting, because I'm a nerd. Anyways, enough about me. Um, I just did a whole episode by myself last week, so, like, I mean, I don't need to talk about me. What I want to talk about is, since I last talked to you, you have put out a bunch of music. Yep. Be cool. So yep, yep. 
so <laughs> this is such a good topic. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, so really what I want to ask you is, actually I have a couple questions. One, do you, and you don't have to answer them right away because I'm going to ask them right after each other. So it's going to get all talky over you if you, if you try. Um, <laughs> do, uh, I'll wait. <laughs> do you ever suffer from imposter syndrome? Number one. Okay. And number two is what, at what process do, at what point in the process do you get the most nerves? Is it on release? Is it recording? Is it the, the, when you actually see the numbers that people are downloading it? So those are the two questions. Okay. Um, I think you would have to be successful to uh, achieve uh, imposter, to feel imposter syndrome, at least in my book. I, I like you, that's, would, that's you a, would think, but yeah, I'm not I mean, successful and I suffer <laughs> from it. <laughs> well, I, I don't. Um, just, and I, I think if I became more successful, I would begin to feel that. Um, but as of right now, no. Um, my band isn't like huge or anything. I mean, we do pretty good numbers for our size uh, or extremely good numbers for our size. Um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, that's all, it's all relative, but um, as of right now, no, I think, um, I, I mean, my goal with music is just to make stuff that I would want to listen to. And if other people want to listen to it, that's awesome. And so I, it, I think approaching it from that perspective or that direction has kind of, uh, protected me some from those kind of feelings um i definitely felt that uh uh imposter syndrome uh before with other <clears throat> bands i've been in um once they started doing well uh you know i had one band that you know we could draw almost 100 people to every single show uh and we would do shows like every two weeks uh here in town, like here in Louisville, Kentucky, and Louisville, and yeah, we could draw that many people, you know, every two weeks, and it was not like oh, we were touring all over the place. We were just playing here, and that was it. And we could still draw a ton of people, and so we were getting put on shows just because people would automatically show up. In. If, yeah, yeah, because it brought people in. Um, and that was super weird. And like looking back, it almost feels like it wasn't real. Um, and you know, I had another band that started to do really well, and it was kind of I, I didn't even feel like I was in the band. I just like, like I was. I helped feel like a I, groupie, even though you're playing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I wrote half the songs, like like a half of every song. So like me and the other guitarist would write everything. And then everybody else would come in, you know, they, the drummer would put the drums on it. But like, we would start with like our guitar parts. We would, I, like he would usually have a couple of riffs and then I would kind of string them together. And that was the song. Um, and, uh, yeah, it still didn't feel like I'll still sometimes go back and listen to that band specifically and be like, this stuff's really cool. And then like, I'm like, <laughs> I, I, you wrote this and I'm like, I did it. I don't think I did. Was that me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. It might have been him. That was probably him. Um, but yeah, I so I haven't had that experience with this band. But I think it's because of my approach being uh, less um, pretentious, maybe. <laughs> like, I've just kind of just, I don't care uh, as much. I've just been like, you know, I enjoy doing this. And if other people enjoy it, then that's awesome. Uh, and if not, that's fine, because I still enjoy doing it. Um, then, your, what was your follow-up question? Uh, I was asking which point in the process gives you the most nerves? All of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> every point in the process is nerve-wracking. Um, if I didn't derive some sort of pleasure at the end of each point of the process, I would never do it again. Um, just because it is so nerve wracking, just every step of the way. Um, it's such but, a high though. Yeah. At the end of it, for sure. Um, especially, I, I think the more nerve wracking it is, the better the, I guess the high is. Um, so at the, let me think at the, I think, uh, recording is probably the hardest part for me. Um, because usually... You know, I, I'm not like 
this, you know, my band's not huge or anything. So if we're recording <laughs> with somebody, they're probably a bigger deal than we are. Um, and so I go in there and then it's like, now I'm singing for this guy who th- his job is to make people sound really good. And so he's used to being with people who sound really good uh, and he just <laughs> yeah. makes them sound better. And like, I do my part and he's like, yeah, that wasn't great. Let's do it again. And I'm just like, I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm terrible. You know, and, or, you know, that kind That's of stuff. That's so, so interesting. Cause I actually, in particular, really liked the vocals on the song that I sampled um, on the last one. I particularly liked the vocals. So just know that. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, in the word, uh, actually the, the three songs we've come out that, well, one hasn't quite come out yet. It comes out at the end of this. So May 29th is when it comes out. Um, I don't know when this podcast is going to come out, so it might already be out by the time it comes out. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but we had three songs this year and when I recorded them, I was still recovering from a really bad cold. Um, so singing was so hard. Um, I lot like we did, so it was three songs and it took two days to do vocals. Um, like I had to spread out vocals between two days because my voice just gave out. Um, and he was like, Hey, if you don't think you could do this. And I was like, I'm not (laughs) coming back down to do this. (laughs) I'm going to do these vocals now. I'm going to make it happen. Um, so there's a, a little bit extra grit in them, uh, that isn't always in my normal voice um Fair but enough. yeah it, yeah but it, it <laughs> was that i think that made it significantly harder because it was like i was having a hard time singing stuff i knew i could sing because i wrote it <laughs> I, like, I, I i sang this before but then i got this cold and now i can't sing this that's so um, so um is it like was it more like you couldn't find your breath or your throat was scratchy or um it was just like i you know how like when you sometimes like you try to do something that's really like say you're singing along with a song and something is too high for you and you're like yeah. you're like Ehh! you're like that kind of feeling it was that but it was like on something that i had done and had sung before in like the demos that I sent to him <laughs> and it was like now I can't do it um and so that was that that was really weird um frustrating I'm sure I, I think the song you sampled was the new machines I think um, so I, I don't remember that sounds right um that one actually so I've been in quarantine so I haven't really done anything or I haven't the country has been in quarantine basically, <laughs> basically the whole world um so I haven't been doing like a lot of singing because I normally sing in my car because I don't like singing in front of other people unless I'm like doing it. Which with is my ironic band. AF, yeah. Yeah, uh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I uh, normally sing in my car. So the other day I was going to the grocery and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to sing a little bit and was like, you know what? I'm going to try, you know, get some practice in, sing my songs some um, just to like be real, you know, vocally familiar with them. Because uh, I, you know, I sing and play guitar, so I need them. I need both things to just be like muscle memory, because um, mm-hmm. otherwise I'm gonna screw something up. And I started singing that, and I was like, I need to practice more. I can't sing this. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, so I actually, I mean, I'm not a great singer, so like, bear that in mind. I mean, I'm not a terrible singer, but I took vocal lessons specifically so that it would annoy people less when I constantly sang in my day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that my vocal teacher's, teacher told me that was really, really helpful is um, <clears throat> when you start to go high, you actually need to be more relaxed. Like the, mm-hmm. the more relaxed your muscle can be, the higher you can go. And I yeah. thought that was really cool because naturally when you try to sing high, you start to tense up, right? And you try to yeah. push it through, but yeah. that's it's doing no favors. And I'm not saying that you do that or anything. It just made me think of that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the, uh, a, a thing that really helps people really hit high notes that are still technically in their range, but they tend to have some struggle getting to it or it feels strained Um uh, a great way to help a singer or a lot of singers will use this technique to be able to hit it and hit it strongly and consistently is to picture like actually picture the note they're going to sing uh, as being lower than them um, so that they're above the note um, and it 
helps you kind of like loosen up, but also be more confident in doing it. And it, uh, I, I use that all the time because I don't have the highest voice when it comes to uh, rock music, especially. Um, it's so it's you need, you uh, need it to be able to go pretty high. Yeah, I need to be able to reach up there. Otherwise, that, I'm sounding like, you know, typo negative or something. That is I, I don't <laughs> know what that is. That's but, a band. Um, that's <laughs> the guy sings really deep. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a super um, helpful tip. And this conversation brought me to a question that's actually about happiness instead of music. Sorry, I get so excited because I know like you're excited about your music and I watch and I get so excited about it. But technically, well, technically I can do whatever the fuck I want, but I'm trying to do pa- happiness. So um, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking a little bit about anxiety. So I have this thought and it's just a thought. Who knows if it's right or not? What do you think about the idea that anxiety and excitement are really the same feeling, but we're just looking at them differently? Um, they, it's, I think they have like they have the same visceral reactions, right? I, I would say they could be maybe two sides of the same coin. Um, uh, and yeah, maybe. I, I think they, they, they run hand in hand a lot. I would say they're probably two different things, but I would say they run it hand in hand. Uh, for sure, like when something is really exciting, um, it can be really nerve wracking as well. Um, mm-hmm. Or um, especially in like the build up to it is where you get the nervousness. So I, I think they definitely run hand in hand, if nothing else. Um, yeah. Like, so the reason the reason that I asked, the reason that this thought has has been in my brain and then I thought of it while we were talking um, is because like I <clears throat> okay okay I know I coughed yeah I'm sorry I'm, I'm talking to myself there um, so the reason that it's been in my mind is I've really been thinking a lot about like hacking life so that you're always like winning and like feel or at least feeling like you're winning and I'm just like I have really bad anxiety from um, PTSD and stuff like that you know no big deal but no big deal um but I am I'm really like playing with the idea that I could use that anxiety to propel me forward mm-hmm. if I can like transform it and I think at least they're similar enough that I could do that what's your thoughts <laughs> Sorry, my dog was being ridiculous uh, right then. I was trying to get him to be quiet. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you could hear that. Um, I didn't hear it, but even if it did, it's okay. Everyone loves dogs. That's true. Can you can you summarize what you said real quick again uh, the, with the question um, portion of it? Uh, so I was just saying that like, I've been thinking a lot about life hacks and mm-hmm. ways to hack things so that I always feel like I'm winning Yeah. yeah. And, and, and utilize the... the quote unquote negative stuff. So I've suffered from anxiety for a long time because PTSD and, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I said, no big deal, but obviously PTSD is a big deal. But um, I'm wondering if there's a way for me, like I'm, or I'm thinking, I'm playing with the idea that there's a way to harness the anxiety um, that I, that I suffer from or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it to move me forward. And I'm thinking, okay, well, it's so similar to these positive emotions that do motivate and do push people forward is maybe they're similar enough that you can like harness it almost. What do you think? Maybe. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have no an idea. That's an interesting thought, uh, if nothing else. Um, <laughs> I I think a lot of times the problem would be, I mean, if you're having anxiety about something, I mean, it would be hard, I would think, to move it into excitement about something else, maybe. Um, this seems like that would be a, a tough transition. Um, but maybe understanding why you're having anxiety or, or acknowledging, Hey, I'm having anxiety right now. I think a lot of people struggle with that. They, they try to push it down or they don't acknowledge that, Hey, I'm having anxiety right now and that's okay. Um, and I need to acknowledge this because I think that's easily the first step to, moving through that process. I mean, anxiety is always going to come back for a lot of people. Um, but Mm -hmm. being able to go, okay, I'm having anxiety right now. It's probably, you know, in most situations, this isn't real. 
what I'm having anxiety about, or at least is not real right now. Or at least it's a version. Yeah, or it's not real right now. I'm having anxiety about the past. I'm having anxiety about the future. <clears throat> it's not real. Neither of those things are currently existing. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, being able to understand the situation, being able to be a bit practical about it uh, can definitely be helpful. Um, I would say that might be a better approach. <laughs> Um, at least a, a good starting point. If you start from that point, you could move. Okay, you know, I'm feeling anxiety. This is why I'm feeling anxiety. It's not about something that's legitimate right now. You know, it's not like I'm currently someone's trying to kill me or something. Um, I'm just feeling anxious about the way people think of me or I'm feeling anxious about something that happened before or it might happen again, whatever um, the situation might be. Um you know, then you can, you might be able to at that point go, okay, well, let me take this feeling of I've got these nerves. I want to, I've got, you know, I'm feeling like I need to do something and then like be productive with it. You could, yeah, that might, that might actually work from there. Yeah. So like, so like that's, that's basically, so like as you're talking, that's, that's what I've been working on for a long time is because I agree a thousand percent, all the percentages that, that, Anxiety is at least 90% of the time based on projections in our head that obviously are still valid, you know, like this happened in the past or I saw Mm -hmm. this happen to someone else or whatever. So I'm not saying that it's not valid, but it it is usually based on projections and and acknowledging that is super helpful. Like, you know, I've I've gotten to a point where while I do still struggle with, I don't know what the word is that is appropriate, still experience anxiety on a super regular basis, I'm usually able to move forward with it. So yeah, like I feel like I'm at this next step where it's like, okay, well, my body just gets all of this energy from this anxiety, regardless of what I do with it. You might as well do something with it. Yeah. Yeah. Can I use it to like, you know, like, can I take this shitty thing and turn it into a magical thing? Because I have a feeling that you can do that with almost all the shitty things. Yeah, Uh, I I think so for sure. I mean, a lot of people, um, whether or not they realize that they're using their anxiety and and things like that to create art or to uh, cre- just create something um, or to do something productive. I um, I definitely can see that. Uh, it, the problem is when it moves from anxiety into depression um, or you mm-hmm. let the depression part of it kind of take over, um, then it becomes significantly harder to uh, be productive with it. Um, and that tends to happen when you kind of... Uh, or at least for me, it kind of happens if I tend to kind of grovel in it or just kind of live in the anxiety of like, oh, I've got this anxiety and then I just let my head go uh, and just like mm-hmm. let my thoughts take over rather than being like, hey, I'm having anxiety. This isn't actually something I need to be worrying about or I don't know if this is real or not. So I shouldn't be worrying about this. So I may as well you assume know? it's not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and if it, if it is, there's nothing I can do about it. You know, I need mm-hmm. to, why, okay, I need to focus on something I can do something about because doing this is not helpful right now. I'm not getting anything done. I'm being really useless, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't laughing at, I wasn't laughing at your depression. I was laughing at your dog. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's ridiculous. Um, but he sounds so cute. Um, he is very cute. <laughs> Um, he agrees. I, uh, so yeah, I, I agree fully. And I mean, I especially love, like one of the things that I really enjoy about talking to you is that you are so uh, aware of, you know, the fact that my experience or your experience might not be the experience of everyone. And that Mm -hmm. someone in depression, you know, who's suffering from depression, regardless of how they got there and whether it could be considered by some definitions, their fault or not their fault, like it doesn't really fucking matter. Like that's irrelevant. You know, you got to start from where you're at. And I really appreciate Mm -hmm. that you're always so careful to go, Hey, wait, no, no, this is my experience. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, I, because I, you know, I, most that, people that's don't. The, yeah. And most people definitely don't. They try to act like their experience is everyone's experience or that because they've experienced something that now they are the end all be all when it comes to the opinion on that. Um, and I don't want to be that. I want to be, Hey, this is what I know in my life. And this is what is helpful for me. And I can 
Yes, personally, I assume that I'm probably right, <laughs> but I'm also open to the possibility that I'm wrong <laughs> and well, or, you know, other people have different experiences that can lead to different things. I mean, that's. Yeah, like I mean, that, that you has can't, to be possible. I mean, it's in, in my worldview, and I know a lot of people don't believe in subjective truth and reality, but whatever. Um, I think the fact that they don't believe that and I do is proof of it, but whatever, that's a whole different thing. Um, the fact well, that we can I, I wouldn't believe even in say that it, 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 I don't even, I wouldn't even say that it's even, it has to be a subjective. Um, you know, what might objectively work for me might not objectively work for you because your experiences are inherently different than mine. You know, but is that I, not I, what subjective means? <laughs> Yes. Well, yes and no, because it's like, you know, if if I'm saying like, uh, okay, this approach to anxiety is what works well for me, you know, that's objective. Like it objectively works best for me, but you have different experiences than I do. So me taking that and putting it on you wouldn't actually fit. Yeah. Does that make sense? So it's like, it's a, it's accepting both sides of the subjective and objective because for things to be objective everything would have to be exactly the same across the board yeah so it is possible that someone else has the exact same i, I mean possible as in mathematically at some you know one in a quadrillion that someone had the exact same experiences as me and in the exact same ways and time that I did. And so this thing would work exactly for them. You know, there is an objective truth there, but that is such a small possible, like small portion of people. There's no reason to try to make that fit everybody. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense? That does make sense to me. And I, and I write, I really, I really like the way you put it. It's mm -hmm. like, well, both are true. Objective and subjective reality are true, mm -hmm. which again, like, I mean, by a lot of de definition, <laughs> It's so interesting. I love this kind of wordplay and paradoxes and stuff like that. But it does make sense to me to say, yeah, this is this is the objective, like this is the objective facts for what works in my life, my reality, however you want to put it. But the fact of the matter is, even if you're raised with someone, it doesn't matter what goes on, you're still you're still look, working with a different experience. You're still working with someone who has not just different experiences, but different biology, different everything that is 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 affecting the way that they interact with the world around them. So it makes sense to me to say, yeah, it's, it's not subjective in the sense that every time you deal with it, it's going to be different. It's subjective in the sense that for you, this works. But it is subjective in the sense that like there's not really one answer for everyone. So that definitely does make sense to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's so complicated, and, and I I think that is the case with most things. That there is an objective. I would I would say I believe in a like an objective answer to everything, but the problem is there are so many variables that it's impossible for that objective answer to be the same for every person yeah like right? it's I, I think i think i feel yeah i think i feel yeah i mean i could be wrong uh, there's too many variables if... i don't think there's there's a big a big enough uh, uh objective truth that just encompasses everyone Blanket. i just don't think yeah i just don't think that's there's too many things you know, there's too many people uh with too many experiences and there's too many variables for that to be the case that makes sense that makes sense. Um, I uh, I love this conversation, honestly, so much. Um, and uh, okay, sometimes I get overwhelmed, and then I and then I try to say too many things at once, and then I can't. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. So oh, this is just, it's the inter intersection of so many interesting parts of life. Um, whereas, you know, you have words, like, are we using words the same? Because I feel like when we first started the conversation, you know, we were using objective and subjective differently. And now we've come to a place where I feel like we're understanding it the same. And that's so fucking cool. Um, yeah. and, um, but I have another question for you um, about, so I'm just going to ask you like really random questions. Uh, what, what would you say is the most useful emotion that doesn't feel good. So like anger, sadness, you know, anxiety, any of that, um, fear, you know. Oof. Um, 
I would say anger in the sense that anger can be incredibly motivating. Mm -hmm. Um, I think people tend to use anger in a very negative way. Uh, you know, it motivates them to do bad things maybe, uh, more often than not maybe. Uh, but I, I think it can be incredibly motivating, uh, to actually do something. And I find, um, sadness to be very unmotivating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then, you know, anxiety, you know, you kind of have to harness it. Um, but anger, you know, if I'm angry about the way, you know, say there's some political thing going on and it angers mm -hmm. me and I go, man, these, the, the rights of these people are being oppressed. You know, I'm more apt if I'm the angrier I am about it, the more apt I am to actually do something about it. But if I'm apathetic towards it, or if it just makes me sad, I probably won't do anything. That's you true. know, I'll just be like, oh, that sucks. Oh, I'm so sad about that. You know, and then you just kind of, you know, share something on Facebook and call it a day. But if it honestly pisses you off, you'll do something, you know, that that I, th I think, yeah, I would say anger is definitely the one I would choose. Yeah, it definitely motivates creativity in a, in a unique way is like is like, you know, say a political thing. So obviously in the States, especially, there's a lot of frustrating, <laughs> angering things that happen politically. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it happens here, too. It just I don't whatever. I don't know how I. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> and, and I get so, it. You guys live in a paradise and we're over <laughs> here, you know, Lord of the Fliesing our way, <laughs> you know, just doing our best, just failing every step of the way. It's yeah. Like, um, it's gotten to the point that like, you know, the onion. Yeah. Um, they, they do just, uh, um, Satire. Satire. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, it's all satire, but it's like every time something happens, I'm like the un working at the Onion has got to be the hardest job in the world because you, you have, to have to get more and more extreme. <laughs> yeah, you're be. just like, what on earth am I gonna come up with that's gonna seem that's gonna be the satirical version of what's actually happening? Because things that the Onion wrote about, you know, five years ago are happening now and they're and it's like <laughs> what are you how you know like you can't like jonathan swift already wrote about like hey what if we just eat the babies of the poor and that'll fix our hunger problem <laughs> you know and do you know what i'm talking about a modest proposal no oh okay um it was during there was a famine going on um <clears throat> and he was uh, it, it was satire. It's it, it's a very famous satirical. Uh, I think it was it was pamphlet basically. Um, but he, uh, it's called a modest proposal, which sounds very professional. <laughs> and then he proposes that, hey, you know, we're having this famine, uh, and you know the poor are kind of getting out of control. What if we just eat the babies of the poor, and then that way we're no longer it's win -win. hungry. <laughs> yeah, the, you're no longer hungry. And then there's fewer poor people in the future because you ate them. And like it was obviously like supposed <laughs> so to be dark. ridiculous, you know, <laughs> yeah. and a lot of people didn't get it. And a lot of people still don't get it. But um, like, I feel like that's probably where we have to go with satire. But it's like you do that and then it happens next week and you're like, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I can't even tell you how many articles like we have. I'm sure we have somewhat similar news feeds because we have a lot of friends in common and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like we, I think we probably see a lot of the same articles that come up. And honestly, I check. I mean, and again, OK, Canada's not perfect. OK, like we're really not. We have so many problems. But it seems like just like it's it's. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you like run satire. out of, you know, donuts. Maple syrup. We had a maple syrup it. heist. OK, someone someone went and, and broke in and stole a ton of maple syrup. And it was a big national news. We have we have badasses here. You if know, sometimes that the was the worst thing hand. that happened at <laughs> any time. At any given moment in the United States, if that was the worst thing that happened, that would have been the best day that's happened in the last like twenty years. Like, <laughs> be like, oh, that's that that's the worst thing that happened today. That's wow, news. Today, today was a good day. <laughs> um, Some guy just got so, a crap ton of maple syrup. Very nice. Good on you, dude. 
<laughs> so yeah, like, but there's so many things that I've seen and I double check, is this Babylon B or the onion? You know, mm-hmm. like, is this, is this for real? And then it isn't, it's not Babylon B and the onion. Like it yeah, actually like happens. Freaking CNN, <laughs> you know, or whatever <laughs> news company you want, insert news company here. <laughs> Yeah, um, I was just telling my brother, he didn't know about NPR. And I mean, uh, so I was like, mm-hmm. you know, like National Public Radio. He's like, that must be an American thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I guess so. Uh, That's it is American, right? That's American, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like I just my feed is so full of Americans now that I literally don't know what's American or Canadian anymore. Yeah, um, that's that's us. Um, <laughs> yep, that's us. A lot of people don't listen to it. Uh, there's, I mean, people listen to NPR for news, and that's about it. Um, there's, there's a bunch of other stuff that's on NPR, but it doesn't seem to be nearly as popular as the news uh, portion or opinion pieces portions of it. Um, I know I was talking to a friend of mine who lives in Australia, uh, and they have, um, um, like a, a basically, you know, a public radio. Uh, run by the government that uh, is set up to at least one of the radio stations they have is set up to help uh, musicians. So they'll like put new stuff, like small independent musicians, Australian musicians on there. And, you know, if their band gets big enough or gets enough plays or people like it enough, they'll move them up to the main radio station. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, I know we have stuff like that here, but nobody listens to it. (laughs) But that's not the case there. And I mean, and I don't know, I don't know too much about um, Australia's like economic and social policies. I'm not going to lie. I talk to Chambi every once in a while, and that's basically my exposure to Australia. Yeah, it was Chambi. That's who I was talking to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, but I, I think like the United States is the epitome of capitalism, right? Uh, Like in the, in the modern world. So I think Mm -hmm. that if that exists, it would probably not be government funded. It would probably be, you know. Uh, I mean, we do have it within the NPR umbrella. It's just not popular. Um, (laughs) You know, there's radio stations are kind of dying out here. Um, People are, you know, much more Spotify focused, things like that. Podcasts. Um, Um. Yeah, podcasts. (laughs) uh, (laughs) But really Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon Music, and then I guess now just YouTube music because they're getting rid of Google, uh, Google music. It's because Google owns YouTube. So, oh, fair. They're just moving it all over there. Um, but yeah, uh, so I, I think over here it's kind of just become, well, we just do that stuff. And I think it's probably because our radio stations, uh, pushed just incredibly shitty music for so long, um, (laughs) that people are just over it and don't listen to that stuff anymore unless it's like a classic rock station. Or then you have like your basic, you know, pop stuff, and then that's it. You don't have any like interesting uh, radio yeah, stations. There's not really underground radio stations or ones that are yeah, seeking out. Not, not that not that anybody actually listens to uh, on a you know a, a major scale. Fair. There's some small local stuff, but that's it. But honestly, like I mean, and this is this is just my my opinion. I mean, I think that there's something so cool about online network and viral marketing anyways like 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 mm-hmm. feral feral vices i always want to say feral devices which is obviously dumb um <laughs> <laughs> but vices feral, is not a super common word well so it's a, but it's a wonderful word like both versions of it are super great like whether you're talking about like the clamp thing and like that's super badass or <laughs> like it's a badass tool i love vices <laughs> or you're talking about like like human vices like yeah. such a cool powerful word um but anyway anyways um like if i listened to the radio i would never have heard your stuff you know yeah the the yeah. only reason i have exposure to it is cuz i was like oh cool my friend I, I would I would like to check out this stuff. And I mean, I, I mean I'm not going to lie. I don't listen to it every day, you know, but wow. the fact that I know it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm a I'm a terrible friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Worst fan ever. <laughs> but the like the fact that I know it and I'm like, you know, in any way connected to this music is so much cooler than if I heard it on the radio. Because if I heard it on the radio, I would have heard the first few notes and been like, hmm, 
this is a little hard for me because I listen to yeah. like the fucking Beatles, like early Beatles too. Like she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, so not the white album. <laughs> <laughs> well, I You're do actually free out. copies. Free copies <laughs> of the white out album. to help your skelter all the time. Um, but yeah, but I don't, I'm not listening to like a lot of hard, harder, like metalier rock. I have no idea about genres. So if you don't feel that you're any of those, forgive me. Like garage Uh, rock. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't generally listen to a lot of that stuff. So I would have heard the first couple notes and been, you know, a judgmental cow and turned it off. Um, but because I was like, no, I want to hear what my friend is producing. I actually listened to it. I was like, shit, this is actually really fucking good. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's probably the case. Well, I I think it's because there's so much music out there and it's there's so much bad music out there that and it's the same with, you know, movies and TV shows. You know, if it doesn't catch you immediately, you're like, ah, I'm done. You know, people don't take the time to sit there and listen to things anymore and like really kind of soak it in and be like, do I enjoy this? Do I not enjoy this? Even if it's not something I would normally listen to, is it good? Do I like this? You know, I've been making an effort because I spent so long just being like, all right, first 10 seconds of a song. Nope, I don't like it. I don't like that band. And, you know, just <laughs> moving on. And like I found myself, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to kind of, I'm actually going to like listen and and make my decisions. And like I found a ton of stuff that I did not like the first time I heard it. And just didn't bother to listen to it for, you know, 10 years until I came back and was like, I'm going to make an effort to actually listen to this because so many people say this is really good or, you know, I keep seeing this name or, you know, whatever. Uh, And yeah, and uh, it's stuff that I normally wouldn't listen to, but now it's like one of my favorite things or whatever, you know. Well, and I think that that parallels really, really nicely with with something that I've been um kind of learning I don't know if that's I don't know what the right word is but something something that is has come into my view or whatever and that is how like everybody always says slow down you know everybody always says like the best way to be happy is to slow down and stop and smell the roses blah 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 Mm -hmm. and then I mean they're just they've become platitudes at this point but the fact that like we're always in such a rush that we miss life you yeah, know, it's like sure. we give it 10 seconds because we feel that our and our time is valuable. I told some dude this morning, um, he's like in my DMs trying to get me to talk to him. I just want to be your friend. You're so beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. Right. You know how I'm sure Kelsey gets it all the time. Um, so I I'm know. like, I charge a hundred dollar <laughs> an hour consultation fee. <laughs> so if you want to talk to me, it's a hundred bucks an hour. He stopped talking to me. Uh, <laughs> I would suggest wow, that Wow, apparently you're not that beautiful. Rude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not worth a hundred bucks an hour to you? Fine. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I do think that we do have to, like, you know, value our time to some degree, but not to such an extent that we forget to live, mm-hmm. you know, forget to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I We definitely spend a lot of time trying to consume as much as possible because we've been told hey you're missing out it's always we always always have a lot of fomo (laughs) fear of missing out um rather than being able to just like sit down and enjoy the thing and then you know move on to the next thing so i tend and i i've i've been making an effort to be that to kind of be okay with missing out on stuff uh for a time at least uh, because there's something else that I, I'm, you know, doing right now. You know, I've missed out on a ton of TV shows because, or movies and things like. I mean, that's just the stuff I love to do, or even bands or whatever. Because it's like, well, I don't really have time to do that right now, so I'm gonna have to come back, and that's just gonna have to be okay. Because um, mm-hmm. it's like you gotta realize how much time we do have as well, though. Because it's like. When you really think about it, like 80 years is a pretty long time for a person, (laughs) you know, like if I think about all the things I did in the last year, like the amount of music I listened to, the amount of podcasts I listened to, the amount of TV shows and movies I watched, the amount of stuff that I consumed was I'm consuming more than I in that last year, I probably consumed more art and media and things than people did for the first 50,000 years humans existed. You know, like all of the humans in that, all that time probably consumed less than I did by myself in the last year. 
Like we we have to take that into perspective of like we have plenty of time. There's just so much. And so just it's fine. You're going to miss shit. It's going to have to just be okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Like so like I mean I think I think one of the things that trips a lot of people up is it might be 80 years or it might be, you know, it might be 20. You know, we don't know and I think that trips people up is cuz we're we it feels shorter because we don't know when, but but that is such a cool observation, Tyler. Oh my god. Um but I But like love if I that. don't live to be 80 years old, it's not like I'm going to be really pissed off about it when I'm dead. You know, like yeah. it's not well, like yeah. I'd be like, oh, I, love I that. can't like, believe I watched, I didn't get to watch Game of Thrones. Like, it's not going to matter. I'm going to be either, you know, whatever your belief system is, it's not going to matter. The only well, people who care are the people that are not dead yet. Exactly. <laughs> Those are the people that care about missing out on stuff. Dead people and, don't care. <laughs> And I think you're so right. Like consuming, consuming what is, and whether it's whether it's relationships or media or whatever, consuming what is in front of us and being present mindfully mm-hmm. is is it just sees even if we miss ninety percent of the stuff that our friends are listening to or whatever, and we are missing out. Like it's not FOMO, it's Romo. Like really, of missing out, Romo. Uh, <laughs> Ramo, really, actually missing out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Ramo. Um, <laughs> So even if it's not FOMO, you know, or whatever. Okay, I got. I'm getting way caught up on acronyms. I just love those. Um, but, We're just speaking you know, acronyms for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> even if we, dude. Oh, okay. Nope. I'm focused. Uh, <laughs> even even if we miss out, we gain so much more from being present and consuming mindfully than consuming tidbits of this here and there and always trying to keep up. Yeah. So. So it's it's very cool. But anyways, it is getting very close to the time and I'm really good at ending podcasts. We know this. Um yep. so My I best. I really <laughs> um, I uh, really want to to play a game and so I'm pulling my phone up it's not a good game but we're gonna try it okay and I didn't warn you about this so all right you ready <laughs> um so all all it is is I'm gonna read you oh fuck off it's easier to find than this um all, <laughs> all we're gonna well, fine okay <laughs> um all, all I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read you instructions from products mm-hmm. and you're gonna guess what product it is oh boy okay um so, uh, please address all legal complaints and legal threats to, so this isn't, I guess, an instruction. This is a disclaimer on a product that you definitely know what it is. So, please, please, please address all legal threats to, okay, this is a shitty one. Fuck it. It was hard, Cards Against Humanity. Um, <laughs> was it Cards Against Humanity? Is that the, <laughs> did I get it right? <laughs> Okay, so lift tab and pull to remove lid. Immediately slice finger on edge of lid. Throw lid very hard into garbage can so it knows what it's what it's done. Laugh at portion of directions regarding stove. Dump cold glob into microwave safe bowl. Lose appetite. Microwave until scalding on the edges and freezing in the middle. Stir until wor- lukewarm throughout. What is that instructions for? <laughs> Chef Boyardee ravioli. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's soup. <laughs> <laughs> a good game i'll I'll take a point for that one though yeah well yeah i don't think that's an actual i thought you were gonna actually read me instructions on something actual this is actual instructions look at it it's a soup can oh it's actually on a soup can that's ridiculous (laughs) these dang companies trying to be witty over here okay so this one's good remove to remember to eliminate all escape routes well in advance once your pet is slippery, he is suddenly smarter and faster than you are. Dog lube. It's dog shampoo, but I'll give you a half point. <laughs> um, if you really don't know how, then we suggest you find someone you really like and invite them into the shower with you to demonstrate. Say it again. If you really don't know how, then we suggest you find someone you really like and invite them into the shower with you to demonstrate. Oh my god. It could be any cl- shower product. Yeah. <laughs> Dove soap, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I think I lost your audio. What? I'm here. I it, I just Are you mouthing words and tricking me? No, I don't talking? think so. Okay, I'm well, actually I'm talking. talking. Can you not hear me? 
Hold on. Oh, can you hear me? I muted and unmuted you just to see if that would work. And suddenly we've lost Tyler. But I'm he's still got, here. I'm going to be getting his audio on the other side. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hold on. I don't know what's going on. Hold on. I'm going to uh, put these away. Can you hear me? Oh, oh now I can. I'm wondering what? what's going on. That's so weird. Okay. Can you still hear me? Um, yeah, I can hear you, but I can't see you, but that's not as big a deal. Not that this was a big deal because we have audio from both sides and people are going to be like, okay. this is ridiculous. Yeah, they're um, not going to I was get like it. sure that you were mouthing words to trick me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, <laughs> it was just regular shampoo. That'd um, only be this funny one is at, great. Like, in a YouTube video. I don't think that would work well over a podcast medium. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, why was no one talking for like 30 seconds? And then you're like, Tyler? <laughs> That wouldn't even be funny. Okay, this is the this is the last one. The okay. directions are men don't need directions. What the heck? These are terrible it's directions. On a product? That's so great. Men don't it's need on a directions. Product. Uh okay. Um hold on. Uh men So it's a men branded uh uh tissue. That's that's my theory. It's men branded tissue. That, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Tissues because for of men. a lot of reasons. <laughs> Napkins it's for men. It's actually moisturizer for men. That's that's probably being sold with the tissues for men. Um, that's hilarious. Men don't use moisturizer. <laughs> Come on. And they <laughs> not in America at least. I don't know about the them Canadians. I imagined. A Canadian men definitely they use beard oil and they they oil their plaids and now I have no idea what Canadian men do and <laughs> keep, I feel like nobody keep oils your plaid plaids shirts well oiled. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, Canadian, it's so they can slide on the ice easier. <laughs> um, so that was that was a terrible idea and I'm gonna come up with a better game. But <laughs> thank you for participating, anyways. <laughs> Um, and is there anything that you want to plug before before we go? Uh, no, that's uh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> men's tissues. Uh, yeah. If anyone yeah, wants to so start selling men's tissues, those, you can put my face on it. Uh, yeah, nah, yeah, you know. with a plaid, an oiled plaid. Um, yeah, uh, only if I'm wearing my well-oiled plaid. <laughs> it's the only way I'm gonna allow my face to be on a product. <laughs> so oh tyler this has been so much fun um i uh thank you very much for coming on again and uh yeah so i mean how do i usually end it um okay i love you guys bye, <laughs> bye. there